From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. On today's episode, Coach O talks about going with two QBs against Montreal Saturday, and we hear from both of them, Bo Levi Mitchell and Matthew Schiltz. We also speak with your CFL leader in the 2023 season in receiving yards, Tim White. James Butler discusses finishing in the top three in rushing yards, and Carthel Flowers Lloyd sits down with me to talk about finishing first in the CFL in special teams tackles. It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023, and you're listening to Ticats today. Happy Halloween. I hope everyone is having a nice spooky day. Always kind of sucks when Halloween falls on a midweek day, but hopefully people got to enjoy a nice Halloween weekend, maybe got to wear some costumes, have a little bit of candy, a little bit of fun. All you parents out there, I hope you have a safe and fun night trick-or-treating tonight. I wish I was still able to go out and do a little trick-or-treating. Might be a little weird if I showed up to your doorstep now, but nonetheless, I hope everyone's enjoying their Halloween. The Ticats return to practice for their first practice of the week as they gear up for the Eastern semifinal in Montreal on Saturday. And we now approach the most exciting time of the year in the CFL, the playoffs. Today we found out some big news regarding the Ticats QB situation and the Ticats have decided that both Bo Levi Mitchell and Matthew Schiltz will play against the Alouettes and that they'll be sticking with that two quarterback system that we've seen these guys use since both of those players returned from injury. And why not? The Ticats have been successful playing with both guys and if it's not broke, why fix it? Today, Coach touched on the quarterbacks and some impressive finishes to the season from some Ticats members. Uh, both quarterbacks will play. Gearing up for Montreal here in this playoff game, what can you say about this defense and what Nolthorpe and that group bring? Well, they're very multiple. They, you know, they get off the ball up front. They're, you know, they disguise their looks, and you know, they don't really allow you to get the ball down the field. Therefore, they don't give up a. A bunch of explosions on the season so yeah you know they do a good job of mixing things up Noel's always done that and so uh, you know there's there's a lot to prepare for but uh, I think we got a decent handle on it. Carthel Flowers Lloyd finished the season with uh, 30 special teams tackles the most since 2009 I believe what can you say about his rookie season and what he's been able to do on the special yeah you, you don't anticipate it you don't know uh, when that's going to show up I think the the biggest thing is, is you've got to survive game plans, you know, double teams being moved around. And I think he weathered that really nicely. And then you can't, uh, sometimes you can't judge on film or on and other things like that, just people's want to. Uh, if their care factor is high and they have toughness and they stay healthy, I think he, he uh, embodies all of those things. So, yeah, I'm proud of him, but uh, right now he has zero tackles uh, in the playoffs and so we're looking for him to continue his trend here down the stretch. And for Tim White to lead the league in receiving yards this season what does that say about his trending and and what he's been able to accomplish and and to grow even from last year? Again I think it's it really reflects on everybody right that's you know protection quarterbacks play calling uh, opportunities plays made those type of things Uh, you know this guy just runs all day. He doesn't miss practice. He doesn't miss meetings. He doesn't. He's just a pro. And so I think, you know, in the ultimate team sport, when he has a chance to look back and reflect, yeah, for a year, he'll be able to say that uh, he was the best yardage wise in the CFL. And I think that is important for people that work hard. But I know he'd trade all that in for a win. Um, yeah, it's something that you, we got to take a look at. It's something that we have to defend. So I don't really have any, you know, I think we need to put it in. 
You know, it's something that we've talked about back when, you know, when I, we played in Toronto. You know, it's something, and, you know, just credit them. They've not just run it twice, but executed twice. So, uh, yeah, credit them. It's part of the rules, and um, I don't I don't have anything to say except for we better be prepared to defend it, and we probably ought to put it in. Uh, I think I think everybody kind of, we just, I don't can know who to give credit to. I give Jason credit for calling it and running it for sure, but uh, something that, you know, Ocean Eye, and I'm sure other people across the league, I think it's it's, it's known, right, uh, that, that you can do those type of things. It's just the opportunities to present itself, and bigger than that, you got to execute it. Uh, I'm, I'm more satisfied with the opportunity that we're presented with right now, to be honest with you. And what I mean by that is, you know, they start, it starts showing up in the win column when we were able to take the football away a little bit more and when we protected the ball. And that's really um, when it turned for us, right? And there were some key road, road wins in there and some, some quote-unquote, you know, wins that would have, if we didn't have them, it would have made it really tough on us down the stretch. Um, I think we've been extremely resilient. Um, there's areas that, you know, obviously we're still building on. But I think our resiliency just has been, you know, top notch. Uh, but all that, uh, all that to say, it's going to come down to 60 minutes here on Saturday. The, yeah, the weather. I mean, it feels like feels like playoff football. You know, anytime, anytime it gets a little cooler out. Yeah, I feel like we. You know, I do think that being able to run the ball uh, is important down the stretch. I feel like we've been able to do a decent job of that. Um, I think everybody would like to say that. Uh, at the same time, we're going to have to contain the run. You know, they're going to they're going to try to lean on us. They're going to they're going to hand the ball off quite a bit. We we understand that, and we're going to have to limit explosions. So, um, I, I can just say we'll be prepared for the weather, whatever it may be, uh, whether it's warm or raining or whatever whatever it poses. Uh, we'll be ready to play football. That was Coach O. Bo Levi Mitchell will likely be the first of the two quarterbacks we see in this one if they follow that same format they've been going with over the last few weeks. And he spoke on making his playoff debut for the Cats and more. Good. Yeah, body feels great. Um, you know, mentally strong, just uh, locked in, ready to go, and do what it takes to win the game. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I've got, I've got two daughters, and uh, they're going to be raised in sports. And one day they're going to look at my career, and some of these videos are going to pop up on how I handled these situations. And for me to ask them to handle situations by being a good teammate and understanding situations that you're going through and handling adversity, it'd be hard to teach them that um, and have them look back on videos of me crying and complaining about playing time. So, um, you know, putting the team first is something I, I've learned throughout my career and, and, and at times, you know, been ahead of it and I've been behind it as well. So uh, I'd rather be ahead of it, um, be a good teammate to my other guys and, and everybody else that's, you know, put the blood, sweat, and tears in all year um, and the coaches that have, you know, believed in everybody in that room. So, uh, again, just stay ready, be ready at, at all times. Oh, definitely. I think, uh, you know, if, if you had two guys that were button heads and just, you know, hate each other, it'd be, it'd be a bad situation. Um, you know, I don't think the media availabilities would go very well. Uh, it'd be a little bit tougher on Brandon Treader back there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think our relationship's pretty special, pretty unique. Um, you know, me, Matt Taylor, and Kai, I think all of us have just, uh, we've had a hell of a year together, just, you know, getting to know each other and learn each other, but having each other's backs at all times of the year. You know, everybody's had to play and touch the ball. Kai's had to make some huge plays for us to win games at times, too. So, um, you know, just no matter what, just ha have each other's back, go out there, and, and do what it takes to, to win, a, win a game as a team. Uh, I mean, you know, concern, um, 
I think respect, I think is probably the bigger word. Like I respect the push they get at D-line, uh, the amount of movement they do on the back end, and they do it well. And if you do enough, you know, obviously it's, at times it can get them in trouble too, but you move around enough, it can cause problems for the offense if you're not totally locked in the details and being ready to go. And I think we showed last week we weren't, we weren't locked in the details the way we needed to be um, in a game, you know, seemingly that didn't matter to other people. So it's make sure that um, you've seen the looks, you understand what they want to do. Um, you know, Noel wants to confuse you, he wants to throw everything he can at the wall, see what sticks. And when, once that does, it start to, you know, use that more and more. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, being a veteran D coordinator in this league, he's going to continue to try to do different things. I'm sure he also has things in his sleeve that he hasn't showed us. So our job is to go out there and be prepared to see anything we can. Scott's trying to get us ready to see any possible look that we've seen uh, or haven't seen. And, um, you know, just run an offense that can be successful against any defense. Oh, definitely, man. It's always, it's always, uh, it's always special when you come out and it's, you know, sunny, no cloud in the sky, and it feels like it's like minus ten degrees. So it's uh, something about CFL playoff football. It's exciting. Um, it's why I play this game. It's why a lot of the guys in that room play this game. So uh, you get that cold air, and uh, the ball gets a little bit harder, and you know, a little bit harder to throw. But guys, like love on it makes it more fun for me. So. That was Bo Levi Mitchell. Matthew Schiltz will be the other quarterback we see against the Owls, and he spoke about playing in a familiar place and playing against a strong Owls defense. Yeah, I mean, I think year seven in the in the CFL season, you know, I've been in every stadium, so um, I don't think it makes too much of a difference for me. It's just the next game on the schedule obviously means a little more with the playoffs, but uh, I'm just looking forward out there, looking forward to going out there and doing whatever I can do to help us win. What can you say about this defense you're going up against? Yeah, they're a great defense, man. They're physical. Uh, they're well coached. They got a great scheme, and they uh, provide a bunch of different looks, you know, for an offense. So um, we definitely have to be sharp with our game plan, with our alignment, assignment, and our communication out there on the field, and uh, you know, just put our best foot forward and play our best game. Yeah, I think it's a testament to just the kind of guys that have been brought in to this locker room, uh, whether that's through free agency or the guys that they've kept, you know, throughout the years and just building that team culture, that team first culture. And I mean, we've said it all year with our quarterback room, how we have four guys in the room, three guys that have played a lot of quarterback and whoever's out there, we just want success for them. And because we know when the quarterback's going to be playing well, obviously the team probably has a likely chance of playing well. Um, you know, that's just how professional football is so um, we want those quarterbacks to play well whoever's out there and uh, you know that, that's going to be our best opportunity to win so um, we just got to create that loving environment that loving uh, the 11 core group you know in that quarterback room and, and make it happen yeah I think it just kind of evolves naturally, you know, as uh, as the season goes, it evolves when we're seeing different looks, when we're installing different plays and we're kind of pulling on ideas that we've had in the past or how certain teams have reacted to things just as we've kind of grown as an offense. Um, and now in the playoffs, obviously, like Bo said, mistakes are magnified, turnovers are magnified. Um, you got to play a clean game. And, uh, you know, when the weather starts turning, you got to make sure that you're being smart with the football, uh, all those sorts of things that I'm sure every every team preaches in the playoffs. But um, I, I don't think the the relationship evolves any differently than than how it's been all year you know we hit the ground running in training camp and um, our relationship was great even since then you know before Taylor got in and Taylor even added to that along with Kai so um, it's just been a great room I can't say enough good things about it 
I think we just have that next man up mentality, uh, whether that's you know with the coaching staff or O-line, running back, receiver, quarterback, um, whatever position it's going to be on the offense, we just trust that the next man's going to step up, do their thing, and, uh, and perform because we see that work get put in throughout the week, and we want to bring everybody else around us up to that level if someone is going to be that next man up to make sure they're ready because um, football is the ultimate team game. You know, it's... Uh, um, everybody has to be clicking on all cylinders on the offense for success to happen. Because um, especially in the playoffs, one mistake, the whole offense looks like we're making mistakes, and those mistakes are even more magnified in the playoffs. So, yeah, oof. I mean, I think just reflecting back on that journey, especially I like reflecting back not only on the practice week, just on you know where we're at in our season, and um, kind of like that night before the game, and just kind of taking everything in and and knowing what we battled through as a team, the adversity we faced, we've been battle tested, and uh, you know this is the opportunity that ultimately we work for uh, to make that playoff run, you know, and this is our first opportunity to make that run, and we're going to do it three the hard way, I guess two the hard way and one at home if we get that way, um, but uh, I think just being grateful for that opportunity and then going out and playing and and just letting it all hang out there. That was Matthew Schiltz. The number one target for those quarterbacks this season has been Tim White, who finished the 2023 season as your leader in receiving yards with 1,269 yards, surpassing his total from last season by four yards. One of the biggest stats, I'd say, though, for Tim White is that he dramatically increased his yards per catch, finishing the season with 16.9. That number is 2.2 yards more than the previous season. And today he spoke to me about finishing first in receiving yards and keeping the pace going in Montreal. Um, feels really good, you know, uh, having a good season. Um, definitely, I still fell short of my, my personal goals, but, you know, everything aside from that, it was an overall good season and uh, just look to continue to, to play well. How do you feel you've been able to improve this year? Um, really just staying focused, you know, just continue to stay on my daily habits, you know, even when things get hard, uh, just continue to stay consistent. And uh, I think that's the major key is just staying consistent. You played in Montreal for these playoff games before. What's that environment like heading into it? Yeah, uh, it's fun. You know, it's exciting. Uh, it's definitely something that I look forward to. I wouldn't necessarily say so uh, throughout the season. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of teams or a lot of guys, they they want that attention. You know, I, for me, I'm just trying to be the best I could be, you know, so I just step out on the field and I just try to prove myself every single day. And, uh, you know, the attention to me, it really doesn't matter. I just want to be the best. Yeah, for sure. You know, I feel like uh, for me, like my motto going into the playoffs is like that I have everything to prove, you know, so I don't overlook anything. I look at everything and uh, I definitely see that. That definitely has my attention. And um, I just look to prove it every time I get on the field. Yeah, for sure. It's like you just have to adapt your game, you know, and I feel like if you want to be uh, considered as the best, you have to be able to adapt your game. You can't just stay the same. So uh, to me, I really look at like a challenge. So whenever a new guy comes in the huddle, not even just that quarterback, but even a new receiver who may not have the playbook fully all the way down. You know, I try to just have that quarterback mentality at the same time, like let me be able to get this guy in his place correctly and, you know, all those things. So when a new quarterback comes in and the ball is in a different area than I usually would have it with another guy, I look at it like a challenge, like, okay, like, let me make this adjustment and make this play. That was Tim White. James Butler has come to Hamilton this season and been able to make a huge impact on the offense. That's no secret. Finished with a new career high in rushing yards with 1,116 
even though he doesn't think that's quite good enough and that he wanted to have a better year, I still think it's pretty good. JB spoke to me about having a career year and aiming his sights on the Montreal Alouettes. It was good, you know, uh, probably the best I felt since coming uh, since coming here up in training camp. So it felt good to, to kind of get a, a little week off, uh, but uh, it definitely feels good to be back out there for sure. Finishing third in rushing yards in the CFL this season, what can you say about the season you've been able to have and, and working with Scott and Rob and, and even Coach O and coming in here in your first year in Hamilton? Um, it was okay. It was solid. You know what I'm saying? Obviously me, I wish I would have, you know, tried to finish first, even try to finish second. So, uh, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, Pretty good season, just doing my best to try to be the consistency factor. Be more like be more like Rev, I like to say, you know, because Rev is super consistent. But uh, it was a good season. What's the mindset now that you turn your thoughts to the playoffs and then this East semifinal here? Just 1-0 mindset, you know what I'm saying? It's my second time in the playoffs now. Truly blessed. So I'm excited. I know what's at stake, you know. Uh, obviously, being on this side, being on the East is, is, is super different. But uh, just a mentality of trying to be 1-0. What can you say about this defense you're going up against? Super, super hungry defense. Defense that scores a lot of points. Guys that are super athletic. Guys that played a lot of games in this league. Um, just, uh, you know, I feel like this, that team's a, definitely a defensive-led team. So that's definitely a super good defense. Super excited for the opportunity. Yeah, just um, being able to play with whoever's out there. You know what I'm saying? It's always the next man up. I feel like we've kind of played musical chairs at almost every position, you know, uh, crazy position uh, this year so just being able to be consistent be the consistency factor um be a helping hand to those guys who needs it you know what i'm saying whatever quarterbacks back there whatever whoever o-line's in there you know what i'm saying whoever's in there wide receiver just being as consistent as possible um i mean i would just say i would always have set uh real big expectations for myself you know what i'm saying but but as as my position as a football it's an ultimate team game you know what i'm saying it's only so much you can do so my biggest thing is to do my job the best of my abilities and to try to make everybody better around me. Yeah, I feel like any running back you ask about getting a little caught, you're excited about that. So yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely football weather for sure. I feel like it's, it's been big in, in every game. You know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of games this year, you're saying teams that have usually established a run game have been pretty successful. So establishing a run game definitely in this cold weather, you know, getting later in the season, you know, I, I, I still like look around the league. I, I see that Andrew Harris is missing November. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like the best title you can possibly get for a running back. I mean, obviously, it's always in the back of your head, but you can't, you know, I can't think about Friday on Monday, you know what I'm saying? So I just got to stick it one one thing at a time, one day at a time. I, that's how I took this year, and you know what I'm saying, was able to have the year I did, and I'm just going to try to continue that same mindset. That was James Butler, and I can't wait to see what this guy's about to do in the playoffs. Now, the final guy I spoke to had one of the best special team seasons since 2009, finishing with 30 special teams tackles, and that's rookie Carthel Flowers Lloyd. Carthel had the most special teams tackles since Dylan Barber's 37 back in 2009, and was dominant on Jeff Reinbold's unit for the Cats. Today he sat down with me to talk about his impressive season and making his mark in his first CFL season. First off, I want to give God the glory. I want to thank my parents for putting me in the position to fulfill my dream and sticking with me through it all. Um, secondly, I want to say big shout out to my newborn daughter. Um, yeah, She made me work a thousand times harder and Every day, just breaking that uh, record was on my mind. So for her, I tried to do as much as I could. And, you know, after a season like this, I just hats off to myself. You know, I put everything that I could into getting those those tackles. And uh, more to come, more to come. What was it that you think made you be able to be so comfortable and, and have such a successful season in your first season? Uh, it was pretty just the mentality of just 
um, getting used to the game. Uh, it took a lot of coaching and uh, constructive criticism and understanding what they want from me and what I have to do to be in the best predicament that I can be to make those tackles. Uh, it wasn't really hard. Um, I'm, I'm just a athlete, a guy that you can put at any position, mm -hmm. and I think that's what kind of uh, uh, hurts. Uh, let's say corners when they when they got to cover me because you can't put a small corner out there because I'm bigger mm -hmm. or you can't put a bigger guy out there because I'm faster you know so I'm just an equally balanced guy as the season went on did you notice you started to get more and more recognitions from other recognition from other teams and get a little more no. coverage and and people were keeping more of an eye out for you as the season oh, it, went on it happened quick it happened, <laughs> it happened so quick uh one of the, my biggest games was versus Toronto and hats off to uh leak over there uh, a tremendous uh, mm -hmm. returner and once I started seeing them run the ball away from me, mm -hmm. I knew double teams and more running the ball away from me was going to come, and that's eventually what happened. Uh, teams started double teaming me. A lot of teams uh, knew that uh, if they ran away from me, um, less likely chance of um, getting tackled for a, a loss of yards because yeah. a lot of my tackles were a loss, of, a loss of yards. Guys just trying to juke away or lose yards to, to, to get around the edge, and you know I can I can move laterally. So. Is that something you feel you you use as motivation, almost like you thrived off of that, noticing that those teams were paying that extra attention to you? Absolutely. Uh, I studied a lot of film, and I mm -hmm. just knew what kind of returners I was going against. So nine times out of ten, um, for smaller guys like uh, Worthy, for mm -hmm. instance, um, he was a guy who uh, stuck his foot in the ground, and he wanted to go downhill. He wasn't really like a Javon Leak, who's a guy mm -hmm. who's very fast, very uh, big, a bigger guy. Um, he gets around the edge and he throws a, a stiff arm out there yeah, like yeah. you, you in yeah, trouble, yeah. you know. So I just knew watching Worthy, okay, you got to get to the depth of the ball. You got to beat the guy that you're around and fold back in and make the tackle. Versus with Javon Leak, I'm like, okay, listen, you're going to have to be physical with this corner. Mm -hmm. And if he think he's got, he has the edge, he's going to try to get the edge and, you know, just move laterally and make the tackle. So versus versus them, I think I had four tackles twice against them maybe. Yeah, I yeah, I believe so, so too. <laughs> they were just film study, just yeah. a lot of film study. What was it like working with Coach Reinbold, and especially as that season went on and, and you started to notice that the coverage was a little different on, on Um, He just – a lot of things happened in practice. Uh, just put me in the best predicament that I could be in. Mm -hmm. Um. I, we didn't know what to expect from me. Um, I went out there and I just played my butt off. And when I started getting double teamed, I'm like, Coach, what do I do? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. He's like, listen, man, this is not uh, the States. You can move up and down the line. And yeah. it was so weird when we played, uh, I want to say Ottawa was the first time I got doubled. And the guy were butt to, both of the guys were butt to butt, like <laughs> moving down the line with me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting What's double teamed, on? like <laughs> actually getting double teamed. Yeah. And uh, after that, in practice, they just – uh, did a lot of double team drills with me and allowed me to maneuver. Sometimes they took me off the line so I can beat beat guys. And uh, I'm just a competitor. I'm not going to let one guy beat me. You know. Yeah. So now you look ahead to the playoffs and mm -hmm. getting a taste of your first playoff game here. Mm -hmm. What's the mindset here leading into Montreal? Because now you go to thirty. You go from thirty special teams tackles mm -hmm. to zero in the playoffs. Yep. Well, what's that mindset like? I don't know what the record is in in in, uh, <laughs> in playoffs, but. Uh, I'm going to look forward to doing that again. Um, it was uh, a blessing in disguise playing against Montreal. Um, yeah. That new returner, we have never played against them before. Mm -hmm. And just seeing what we're going to have to go against in our first week. Uh, I'm grateful that, you know, we went out there and we played the way we did. And, you mm -hmm. know, the ending happened the way it did because it, it, it leaves a bitter taste in our mouth yeah. for, for more. And for me personally, I just – 
you know, I'm I'm a special teams guy, and for us to get a return scored on us, it I've lost sleep. Yeah, let's just yeah. say so. I'm eager to get back out there play against those guys again. Big thanks to everyone for being on today's show. Right now, let's hope all those guys keep the train rolling into the playoffs. And the Ticats are back in action Saturday at 3 p.m. in Montreal at Percival Molson Stadium. And if you're planning to make the trip to Montreal for the big game, temperatures are looking like they won't be too bad for Montreal in November, at least as of right now when I look at my weather app on my phone. So I don't know if I'm 100% accurate, but it looks like it should be okay, but don't quote me on that. Before we go, Ticats fans, one of the great events happening early in the Grey Cup Festival this year is the Sport Hamilton Breakfast of Champions presented by Stelco. In partnership with the 2023 Grey Cup Festival, Sport Hamilton will recognize Hamilton area athletes, teams, and coaches who have all accomplished high athletic success in the 2023 season. That'll take place on Tuesday November 14th at the Hamilton Convention Center. So for more information, go to graycupfestival.ca slash tickets. That's all the time for me today. I hope you have a safe and exciting Halloween night. And thank you for listening to Ticats today. Cats today.